In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Life is so interesting. It really is. When you start reflecting at your life, and if you haven't taken a moment to do that, we're doing that this season on the real stories behind success. I'm looking back at the previous, you know, 50 years of my life or 49 and transcribing them and putting them into a book. And I'm handing all these like stories and lessons to my kids when I turn 50 uh, on October 15th. So a lot of what we're doing is really reflecting. And if you've never spent any time putting pen to paper, reflecting back, I'll tell you, it is what I am putting together in my new book called Becoming the Archaeologist in your life. And the dig is so important. It reveals so much. And, and some people say, you know, I don't want to know about that stuff. And I have a really simple philosophy. You know, if you don't deal with it, it's like your stuff, right? You don't deal with it and you leave it behind it like your previous residence. Someday someone's going to pack that stuff up and you're going to be standing outside your door one day and the FedEx delivery guy is going to drop off your old stuff that you never dealt with. And it's going to show back up in your life. So deal with your stuff. Um, so what we're doing is we're kind of going back and reliving some of these, you know, these stories and at 14 years old, you know, water polo is going well. I'm a freshman at Harbor high school in Santa Cruz, California. Um, living back with my mom. Uh, my mom made a deal with herself that she would never be at the same school at the same time as her kids. My sister graduated and moved on. I want to even say right around this time, she was just getting married or had, uh, already been married for a very short period of time, five and a half years uh, older than me. So, you know, my mom was a busy school teacher and she had another job or two to put food on the table for myself. And so I wasn't going to dare ask her for money. If I wanted something, I needed to go earn money. So I'd make up flyers, flag the neighborhood. I would pull weeds. I'd paint fences, clean gutters, put up Christmas lights, you know, do whatever it took to make some money. Um, I had jobs already from the bicycle center, the Goodwill, whatever I could get. Um, a little bit later, I was able to get a job, you know, bagging groceries, working at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I mean, whatever I could do to earn a buck, uh, I did. Um, you know, I think I was making three to four dollars an hour. So if you work four or five hours on a, on a Saturday and three to four hours on a Sunday, somewhere between thirty-four and forty bucks, man, that went a long ways in the eighties. I mean, I get a Big Mac. French fries and a Coke for probably two ninety nine. So it went a long ways and movie tickets were two, three bucks. So moral of the story is, is, you know, you get, if you want something bad enough, work for it. Uh, my grandfather, um, Dr. Delman always says, you know, if you want something bad enough, wait a week. And if you still want it, go get it. And uh, I really like that philosophy. It helped me a lot to, you know, get rid of the you know fear of missing out right away. Wait a week. And you probably won't even remember what you wanted a week ago. Um, cause you're so busy with everything that's coming at you. So, um, I was able to, you know, start a savings account at great Western savings. Uh, my neighbor, Mr. Bias helped me do that. So I remember putting money in and being so proud. You have to, you used to have to go into the bank and, you know, deposit, and then they would 
tell you the number, like how much you have in your account. You'd write it down in your little book. There was no online banking. So a lot of this stuff was old school. And I tell you, man, that's a great lesson for where you're at today. Now we've got, you know, Google Sheets and other ways to keep track of your funds. Don't look at just the check registry or the online bank. Really look at what you're spending your money on and the categories that you're spending your money. And if it's not working for you and you see a lot of money exiting the bank, make some adjustments. It's not too late. You know, I didn't get a chance to do this in my early teens, in my 20s, into my early 30s. I I didn't get to do this really until like my early 40s. Um, Yeah, I had a really bad relationship with money. Like I had a bad relationship with people. And it wasn't until I changed my thinking that things began to change. So at 14, I was so naive, so young, so immature, so didn't think there was anything to worry about. Um, They often ask, you know, young nine, 10 year olds, like, you know, what do you think a 40 or 50 year olds like? And it it really is, is that by 40 or 50, they think their parents are going to be retired. And the reality is I'm not my parents' money. I am what I create for myself. I don't need a handout from anybody. Work my butt off 24 seven. Anybody who knows me, I come home from work uh, and I work more. I'm recording episodes, you know, in my studio, working late. I'll do what it takes to get the job done. I'm going to go spend time with my wife. Um, so look where the, the leaky buckets are in your life. Uh, there's never been a better opportunity. The opportunity right now is the best you'll ever find, you know, from crypto to NFTs, uh, multiple streams of income, you know, do some freelance work, do a little bit here, do a little bit there, save your money. Don't spend your money. And if you're playing games and you're not earning a career doing it, maybe just maybe it's something that you look at and go, maybe it's time. I, you know, I like my hobby but it's cost me a lot of money to do this hobby. Let me go figure out how to make some money for a few years. And maybe if that hobby's still there, you know, you can dabble here and there, but focus your focus and watch how things shift. If I had a mentor or a coach tell me that when I was 14, things would be a little bit different today. So we'll continue our journey next week, turning 15, almost 16 years old, man. It's so much fun till next time. Make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.